Thank you for listening to the Alex Meadows podcast, where you'll find the faith you need to live in total victory. We would love to connect with you on social media at Rev Alex Meadows. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, here's your host. What's up, everybody? This is Alex Meadows, and I'm so thankful you're listening to my podcast today. I pray you are blessed, and I know you will be. I'd love to connect with you on social media if you're enjoying the podcast. And shoot, even if you're not enjoying it, I'd still love to connect with you. My Facebook, Instagram is at Rev Alex Meadows. And of course, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Rev Alex Meadows. So today, let's jump right in it. I want to talk about habits because habits are so important. Everything in your life right now is a product of habits you've had yesterday. So what are you doing in your present right now, today, to create your desired future? Do you even have a desired future? Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? Maybe you're already grown up, but hey, tomorrow can still change. There's a famous saying out there that says, yesterday is in the tomb, tomorrow is in the womb. So you still have time today to create a desired future tomorrow. Great people are not simply just great people because they're great. Great people are people with great habits. The secret of your future is always hidden in your daily routine, your daily habits. I want to use this verse in John 8, verse 31. Jesus was talking to the Jews that believed on him, and he said this, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. Notice what he said, though. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. If you make a habit of obeying my word, reading my word, studying my word, meditating in it day and night, then you are my disciples. So Jesus was actually referring to the habit of continuing in his word. Pretty cool. A well-known billionaire said this, I arrive at my office every day at 7 a.m. because it's a habit. They say people in his neighborhood can set their clocks by when he backs out of his driveway. Every day, it's going to be the same thing. A best-selling author who sold over a million books said this, I get up at the same time every morning. I start writing at 8 a.m. and I don't stop until 4 o'clock in the afternoon every day. And I do this every day because it's a habit. Habit is a gift from God. It simply means anything you do twice will become easier. Habit is God's key to us to help us to succeed. God is for our success, not our failure. He's for our prospering, not our failing. So he gave us a gift called habit that can make it easy in life to do what he's called us to do. So I'm going to say that again. Habit is a gift from God, and it simply means anything you do twice will become easier. Think about Jesus. He stayed busy. He traveled, he prayed for the sick, he taught and ministered. He oversaw and supervised his disciples. He spoke to large crowds every day. However, he had an important custom and habit. Verse 16 of Luke chapter 4, it says this, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, or you could say as his habit was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. Notice that Jesus, on the Sabbath, had a habit. What was it? He would go to the synagogue. You know, you as a Christian, I hope, have a habit of putting God first on the first day of the week by attending your local church. Notice what Daniel's habit was in Daniel 6.10. It says, Daniel prayed three times every day. 
Psalm 119, 164 says the psalmist prayed seven times a day. Now, I'm not telling you you have to pray seven, five, three, but I am saying that you must make prayer a habit because it was a habit of those that have gone before us, and they were, of course, very successful. Acts, the 20th chapter, 7th verse says this, the disciples of Jesus met on the first day of each week. Every week on the first day, that's why we meet on the first day of the week now, because it was the habit of those in Acts. Our apostles, the founding fathers of our faith, the first Christians, they met on the first day of each week. So again, great people are people that simply have great habits. So we can make the gift of habit work for us. This is one of the secrets to becoming a great achiever or having success. You know, in California where I live, there's a powerful spiritual leader here that says he wakes up every day, 5.30, and he's followed this routine for years. He prays from 5.30 to 6.30 every morning, every day. It's his daily habit, and that daily habit has unlocked an unforgettable anointing for his ministry. He walks, lives, and breathes the atmosphere of success. So is success a mystery? Not really. It's just habit. So when your daily success routine begins with the first hour of every day in the presence of God, it's basically impossible to fail. I'll say that again. I believe that it is impossible to fail or not walk into a place of perpetual victory in life when you spend and give God the first hour of your day. When you make that appointment with God, priority, daily, God makes your life a priority for Him. I always say this, when you put God first, it's impossible to be last. There was a famous businesswoman that lived in Dallas, Texas. She's now passed away, but at the time of her passing, she was worth well over $300 million, and her business was worth over $2 billion with a B. She had a daily success routine. She had a habit. Since 1962, before she passed, she would write her daily plan on a sheet of paper. What did that plan look like? Well, she listed six tasks every day for her day. She worked on the first, then the second, then the third, and so forth. And she believed that that was the secret to her uncommon success. This was a constant and consistent daily habit for her. Planning was her daily routine. I think habit, for the most part, though, is the most misunderstood word in the English language. You know, I don't know what you think of when you hear the word habit, but a lot of people think about drugs, alcohol, smoking. They think habit is a word that's connected to something evil, something that's deadly or something that leads to failure or or something that's just bad. But habit is a good word. It's a powerful gift from God. And it just means that when you do something twice again, it becomes easier. It's a gift from God enabling us to succeed in life. Think about your personal hygiene habits. What do they do for you? Well, if you make it a habit to brush your teeth every day, hopefully it improves the quality of your mouth and your teeth, the health of your uh, and strength of your teeth. Uh, it may make your breath smell better so people want to talk to you. Uh, it increases your overall health. It increases your self-confidence. Have you ever, I'm sure you do have the habit of uh, brushing your teeth daily, but have you ever forgot to brush your teeth it deteriorates your self-confidence. You don't want to talk to anybody until you get some mints or are able to brush your teeth that day. So personal hygiene habits, they increase your health, they increase your self-confidence, they increase your social influence. You know, I was just talking the other day to someone and had a good laugh with them. And I told them, you know, I never want to have my personal appearance in a way that it looks like I need help. I want to appear on the outside because man judges on the outward. We know that. 
I want to appear that I can help, not that I need help. So if it means me spending five minutes to do my hair in the morning, I'll spend that five minutes. And the person looked at me that I was telling this and they said, listen, brother, we both know you spent more than five minutes on your hair. (laughs) So maybe I did. Maybe I spent 10 minutes. But that's all to say the habit of maintaining personal hygiene can increase your social influence. They can, it, it can increase your confidence. If you look the part, maybe you'll feel the part. If you feel the part, maybe you'll act the part. You know, looking the part is half the battle. You hear the term before dress for success, dress how you want to feel. Maybe your feelings will catch up. Deion Sanders was my favorite athlete growing up. And he had a saying like this, if I, if I uh, dress good, I'll feel good. If I feel good, maybe I'll play good. And if I play good, they'll pay good. So maybe you can take that to your workplace or business place. I made it a habit when I worked in the secular, even now, to dress my best, knowing that I would feel my best and work the best. I believe in excellence, which is simply giving your best. What about habits of conversation? You know, if you make a habit to talk to your spouse, You're going to build confidence between each other. You're going to build trust, integrity. You're going to strengthen that relationship. What about financial habits? Well, if you have the habit of paying your bills, your credit score is going to increase. Financial habits can create unparalleled increase in your life. The habit of tithing breaks all financial curse of lack and not enough. Let me talk a little bit about discipline, though. Discipline is a little bit different than habit. I don't think God created us to be creatures of discipline, because sometimes discipline is hard, but he did create us to be creatures of habit. And I know a lot of people don't know the difference between discipline and habit. Discipline is forcing yourself to do something. It may be uncomfortable, unpleasant, and even miserable in the beginning, but it's doing something you don't like to create something you do like. Or another way to put it would be like this. It is simply doing something you hate to create something you love. It is something you do naturally, easily, without conscious effort. Champions become champions by maintaining a discipline until it becomes a habit, until it becomes that daily routine in their life. Look at Psalm 55, 17. Evening and morning and at noon I will pray. I'll cry aloud and he will hear my voice. So the purpose of discipline is to birth a habit. I'm sure you've heard this saying by psychologists that when you do something for 21 straight days, 21 consecutive days without fail, it becomes a habit. Habits create a future you will love or hate. Habit is the child of purpose, destiny, and desire. Let me give you a well-known example of how someone disciplined themselves and created habits to become one of the greatest ever. Do you remember Muhammad Ali, that great boxer? Well, when he believed that destiny and God had determined his future and that future would be one of the greatest boxers on earth, his habits changed. He started getting up earlier. His workouts became more intense and frequent. His conversation changed. He changed the way he saw himself and he even changed his name. You see, listen, your habits are the result of your beliefs and those beliefs are really what you truly believe you deserve to possess and have. I'm going to say that one more time. Your habits are the result of your beliefs, and those beliefs are what you truly think and believe you deserve to have. Desires birth habits. You think about someone that, you know, maybe has smoked for 40 years and 
the moment they found out from the doctor that if they didn't quit immediately, they were going to be standing and knocking down the door of death. Well, it didn't take them long to quit, did it? Even though they smoked for 40 years, they stopped that day. I heard a story from this preacher one time that uh, while on the road traveling as an evangelist, he was um, eating dinner, sitting at a table with a pastor friend of his. And, you know, maybe it was a little awkward for him to ask this question, but looking at the pastor friend of his that weighed 400 pounds, he said, how on earth did you gain so much weight and get so big? And the pastor said, well, eating every night after church, just like you and I are eating right now. And they both laughed. And uh, I'm sure the pastor was a little uh, peeved at his bluntness, but at least he was sincere and truthful in the answer. But, you know, when you think about it, eating was his routine. Every night after putting in a long day at the office or a long day at the church, he spent some time eating. And that habit created what he was that day. So his habit of eating after church at night added a pound after a pound after another pound. Your habits right now have created your present physical condition, whether you're maybe overweight or unhealthy or maybe you're strong, uncommonly fit. What you keep eating daily is creating the you in the future. What you eat is increasing your health or decreasing your health. Think about your spending habits. They are creating a secure financial future or they're destroying it completely. A friend of mine told me this once that if you saved $100 a month and invested it in mutual funds, by the time a baby was 20 years old, that baby would have become a millionaire. Just $100 a month. How easy could that habit be of saving versus spending and creating a secure financial future? Habits today are creating paupers or millionaires. Difference between the homeless And those that own homes, I'll tell you, their habits, and you know that. Let me give you 10 quick keys on developing your daily success routine. Number one, people do not necessarily decide their future. They decide their habits, and those habits determine their future. A lot of times, people think God, in a way, is deciding the future. God has already given us promises that are yes and amen. Your decisions that you make daily is what is determining your future. Number two, what you do daily is deciding what you are becoming permanently. What you do daily is deciding what you are becoming permanently. Number three, nothing will ever dominate your life unless it happens daily. Number four, you cannot change your life until you change something you are doing daily. You can't change your life until you change something you keep doing every day. Number five, you can trace the failure of every person to something they have permitted to occur daily in their life, their body, or their mind. So what is it that is occurring to you daily in your life and your body or your mind that you are permitting to occur because that permittance is where you can trace either success or failure to. Number six, you can trace uncommon success to habits that were created. Somebody once called it a daily success routine. So what's your daily routine? How about rephrase it? What's your daily success routine? Number seven, your habits are creating increase or decrease. Number eight, your habits are being strengthened 
or changed by the friends you are permitting daily close to you. You Time is a gift from God, and we take that time and we make investments with it. We invest in relationships. Those around us in those relationships, maybe our spouse or other friends, and those friends in our lives are strengthening or weakening those habits in our life. So what friends are you permitting daily close to you that is helping you become successful or is helping you become all that God wants you to be? Number 10, what you keep looking at is deciding where you will go. What you are beholding is what you're becoming. So only look in the direction in which you want to go. Only look towards your desired future. You will always move towards the dominant picture in your mind, how you see yourself. So that picture has to change if you want to become different. I think this is why it's important that you place pictures even around you physically. Place pictures around you of the things you desire to move toward and even have. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. A while ago, and a while I mean over 50 plus years ago, there was a man who worked at a hotel and he worked as a bellhop. I think that's the right way to put it. He um, was in charge of taking the bags of those that checked into the hotel to their room and um, helped uh, new guests check in in that process. And every day he looked at a picture that he had placed on his desk. And the picture that he placed on his desk was that of the hotel he worked in. Because his desire was one day to own a hotel. Long story short, having every day looked and gazed upon the direction he wanted to move toward, he eventually became a hotel owner. We know that man to be Conrad Hilton. And if you've ever stayed at a Hilton property, you know where the source of that ownership came from. Conrad Hilton. Let me give you seven daily habits I have recognized in the lives of those that have been successful. Seven daily habits. Number one, they always wake up at the same time every morning. John Rice, he was a famous Baptist evangelist many years ago. He would arrive home from his crusades at about three or four in the morning. But on Monday morning, his staff always said regardless of what time he came in the night before, he was always at the office the same time every morning. Number two, they start their work at the same time each day. I gave the example earlier of the very wealthy man that backed out of his driveway on the way to his job every day at the same time, how his neighbors could set their clock and without fail, every day at the same time, they would see him backing out of the driveway and going to work. Ernest Hemingway, the famous writer, he wrote every night from midnight until six in the morning. Then he would sleep from 6 a.m. to two in the afternoon. The most prolific writers in American history and world history, for that matter, they have a daily success routine. They write the same amount of hours every day or have a habit of doing at the same time every day. Number three, they pray at the same time every day, and at minimal, they pray every day. David did. Daniel prayed three times a day, so I think we can take from their patterns of success as a hint to always establish a consistent appointment in the secret place. Your secret place needs to be priority every day. I always say this, when you make an appointment with God, God never fails to show up. 
God will always meet you when you show up habitually. And that habit will radically change your life. It may only be for five minutes in the beginning, but make sure you do it daily. Number four, they read God's word every day. Did you know if you read three chapters a day and then read five on Sunday, it would enable you to complete the entire Bible at least once a year? If you keep waiting until you have time, you'll never read it. Your success routine in God's word will keep storing within you the thoughts and presence of God. And I'll say this with severity, because I believe it with all of my heart, nothing is more important than your appointment in the secret place every day with time in prayer and time reading God's word. Number five, they habitually speak words of hope, encouragement, confidence, and expectation and always live with excellence. What is excellence? Giving and doing your best. Words create your future. I'm sure you know this, but studies have proven that just speaking positively, it increases your lifespan by 11 to 15%. That's not even including Christians and non-Christians alike. I'll take the extra 15% of my lifespan. How about you? So your words of faith and enthusiasm are the fuel unleashing the promise harvest. Speak the promises of God and not the problems of the devil. I'll say that one more time too. Speak the promises, not the problems. Number six, they have a habit of planning their day. I mentioned earlier in this podcast about Mary Kay. The late Mary Kay Ash, the famed multimillionaire, planned every day with a simple list of six things to do. Mark McCormick, he was in a way credited for inventing sports marketing, invested one hour every morning in planning his next 23 hours. Think about that. He planned his day for one solid hour before doing anything else. Number seven, last one here, they exercise every day. President Harry Truman walked an hour every day until he was almost 80 years old. He had determined the daily success routine of his future. There's a study on how long it takes you to get up from a fixed position that determines how long you'll live. I don't want to ask you to do it right now by listening to the podcast, but next time you lay down or are on the ground in a fixed position, see how long it takes you to get up. So how passionate are you about your health? You've got to create some daily success routines that move you towards that harvest of health. How passionate are you about your wisdom and the wisdom God has for you to obtain? Include daily reading in that daily success routine. Start with reading the book of Proverbs. A proverb a day will keep stupid away, as my pastor says now. How passionate are you about finances? Invest time in creating that in your life. Get a financial mentor. Read books on finances. Make a habit to create increase every day. How passionate are you about unleashing more favor than you've ever known? Remember this, what you can make happen for others God will always make happen for you? How passionate are you about God and his word? What habits do you want to create in your life today to create your desired future? God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Alex Meadows podcast. We would love to connect with you on social media at Rev Alex Meadows. If you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit alexmeadowsministries.com slash give. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, we hope you gain the faith you needed to walk in total victory.